Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Triad. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week it's just me. So, I got some pretty good stuff in store for y'all this week. Um, I have been thinking about this recently, um, and I felt like I should share this with everybody else. It is very, very important to take care of yourself. You might be asking, Ethan, what do you mean by taking care of yourself? Taking care of yourself is more than having a self-care day once in a while to kind of reset, though that is very important. Taking care of yourself is the little things you do on the day-in, day-out basis, or even sometimes weekly, that really kind of center you and bring you back to where you should be for that given time. So for example, there's a few ways that I take care of myself and center myself. Every night before I go to sleep, I meditate. It kind of gathers me, helps me kind of center myself and not worry about being woken up in the middle of the night because of my anxiety, which is what happened before I really took that seriously. Another example, getting enough sleep, speaking of which, um, I get about seven hours of sleep every night, which is more than some people can say, unfortunately. People don't think about sleep enough, at least in my opinion, they don't think about it enough. I mean, granted, it is different for everyone how much everyone needs to truly feel rested. But, you know, the doctors recommend seven to nine hours of sleep, or at least that's what I've read. So I'm on the lower end of the spectrum, but I'm still doing all right. Because sleep is more important than staying up to, um, well, if you're in my situation, study. Um... Or, or just waste time or something like that because you just don't feel tired enough. Trust me, your body will thank you when you wake up. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, as I said before, I've been thinking about it this week, but also I've realized that there are a lot of people out there who don't take care of themselves often to their own detriment. And I used to be one of those people. Because I believed in order to truly succeed, you had to give every single ounce of effort in you in order to achieve something. And while that is true to a certain extent, it's not every ounce. It's 95%. You know, coaches and athletes are always talking about giving 110%. Well, if you give 110% every single time you try to do something, you're not going to have time... For yourself, for other people, the people you care about. So that's why you have a little on the reserve. At least that's the way I found it to be helpful. 
When I was in high school, I was super, super involved in a bunch of different things. I was a student athlete in two different sports. I was in AP classes. I had a job. And I was in other extracurricular activities like Boy Scouts. And that and those four things and some others collectively ate up my time and caused me to not have a lot of extra time for myself. And that's just kind of where I lived. I was in the go, go, go motions. I didn't know how to stop. I didn't know where the line was between healthy and unhealthy as far as how much I can push myself. But then college happened. And I began to realize slowly that I didn't take enough time for myself in high school to focus on how I can be better to other people. Instead, I was worrying about what the next thing for that day was going to hold. Whether it was practice, or a meet, or a youth group at church, or a troop meeting for scouts, or whatever it happened to be. I was so focused on pushing myself to do as much as I possibly could that I forgot to take care of the most important person in my life. Me. Now, there are other important people outside of me, but you are the only one who truly knows your limits. What those limits are, I have no idea. I know what mine are, and that's what's important. You need to know your limits, and you need to know when you're approaching them. For example, I am an introvert. I can only take so much social interaction before I have to go be alone and recharge. For some of you, it might be the opposite. You might have to be around people after being alone for too long. But I've come to realize that there is a certain feeling that I get whenever I've been around people for too long. And I have to politely excuse myself in order to recharge so that I and everyone else can have a good time. I don't know if you, a listener, can relate to this, but for me, it feels like a kind of fog is coming over me, like over my my mental landscape. It's like there's too many people, there's too many sounds, there's too many faces, it's overwhelming. I need to clear the fog. I need to leave where this fog is in order to get myself back on track so I can face the world again. Likewise, there is also a point where I have noticed that I've been pushing myself too hard and I need to relax. And I've been better about working that into my day. And I know that due to my current life circumstances, I have a lot more time to do that than some of you who are listening right now. But even without that, I'm pretty sure I've said it before, I'll say it again, you have time for what you make time for. And making time for yourself so that way you are the best version of yourself possible is very important. Now I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, I'm here to try to help you with your life because I know I need help. And I've been fortunate enough to have people who are willing to help me. And not everyone has that. So here I am. A broken 19-year-old man-child. 
doing his best and having no idea what the world holds yet. So take that up with what you will. But even in the middle of life's busiest circumstances, I've been able to find a way to take time for myself and center myself again. I'm not going to lie, this first year of college has been rough, to say the least. And not just in the fact that I'm away from my family, or that I'm away from a lot of different friends that I grew up with. It's also because of the things that have happened to me and that I've had to go through, but in the end, I have emerged a better person because of them. And as, well, one Kelly Clarkson once said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I live by that. Granted, I've gone through some pretty crappy circumstances in my life. For example, did my parents' divorce make me stronger? Absolutely. Did I hate it every step of the way? Yes. Do I want that for my future family and anyone else? No. But it, like a lot of things, is all about the way you perceive it. Like, yes, this bad thing happened to me, but it is one of the best examples that I can hold on to of what not to do. Does everyone have to go through something like that in order to realize what I've learned? No. But does it help me relate to people who come from a similar situation? Absolutely. I have many, many things I regret in my life. And there are many things I wish I never had to go through, including that. And I don't want anyone to go through that. But I also realize that, like Charles Swindoll has said, life is 10% what happens to you, and 90% how you react to it. All of that to say that being able to take time for yourself and taking time to center yourself so that way you can be the best version of you possible is one of the best things you can do both as a service to yourself and to other people. And that doesn't extend to just your mental health, that extends to your physical health too, including what you eat, how often you exercise, um, when you eat, how often you eat, how long you're exercising, that sort of thing. I've actually been pretty good about going to the gym and working out consistently. And that to me has been so therapeutic because it's enabled me to work off some of my anxiety, and I go to the gym after class, so whatever stress I've incurred that day is just expelled from my body as I'm running, as I'm lifting weights, as I'm doing calisthenics, whatever I happen to be doing. And that, to me, is a form of self-care, though it's not, you know lounging in my pajamas, watching Netflix or Disney movies all day, which I'm definitely down with. It's still something that I do that will help me in the long run. Or maybe even the short run. 
Who knows? I've been better about what I'm eating. I eat a lot of fruits, vegetables, the right kinds of meat. Now granted, I'm not super strict when it comes to what I eat. I just want to eat a lot of the right stuff. And that always... Well, not always. It doesn't always lead to um, the best results because I really like food. Yes, I'm an almost 20-year-old guy. I like food, and I like eating a lot of it. A lot of the right food and a lot of the wrong food still amount to not-so-good things afterwards. But I digress. Either way, what you put in your body, and also what you put in your eyeballs, is very important. Well, your eyeballs, your ear holes, any... Well, not going to go that far. But what you watch, what you listen to, all of that is important. For example, I listen to a lot of happier, upbeat music because I want to feel happier and more upbeat because there's not enough happiness to go around. At least that's what I've seen. So I want to provide some. In fact, that's how I start my day, is I listen to a happy playlist that I've made for myself of songs that have made me feel happy in the past, and songs I continue to discover that make me feel happy. I watch things that either A, are really cool, and I really enjoy them, or they help me feel better, they help me relate to other people, or, yeah, that's pretty much it. My point being, you do all these things for a reason. What that reason is, is up to you. Whether it's to become a better person, to become the best version of yourself, I know that might be repetitive, but eh. Or, you live out what I've come to learn, which is to live on purpose. Everything I do is for a reason. What that reason is varies, but everything has its place and its reason for being there. Whether that's me going to school every day, me going to work for 20 hours a week, me recording this podcast, me choosing to take my lunch instead of eating out, me spending time with my friends instead of being at home alone. All of that, everything that I just described to you, is for a purpose. To help me become a better human. There's a lot of good humans out there, but there's also some not-so-good humans. And the good humans need to speak up more, because what we've been hearing about... All of those, or some of those, those are the bad humans making noise. And the good humans are standing by and letting it happen. So help yourself so you can help others. I know it may sound counterintuitive. It did to me at first. But whether you see it or not, you are a role model for someone. 
who that person is. You may never know, or you might. But everyone looks up to somebody, and somebody's probably looking up to you. So show them what it's like to be a good human. And take care of yourself so that they take care of themselves. And if they won't, show them how. Because the best thing you can do for yourself besides taking care of yourself is spreading joy to others. Because everyone needs joy, not just happiness. Because happiness only lasts for a little bit. Joy is the ability to look past your circumstances to what lies ahead and knowing that it's attainable, that it's achievable, that you can finally get what you want, even though it may not be right in front of you. And I can tell you that this rings true for me because despite the things that I've had to go through, even in the past six months, I never thought that I would go through in my entire life. I did because I could see what was waiting for me on the other side. The other side of this hard test or this hard class or this difficult circumstance or this friendship that needs fixing or this relationship that I need to value more. All of it serves a purpose. Though you may not see what that purpose is, I guarantee you, you will look back on this circumstance and say, I grew from that, or I don't need to do that again, or both. I know I've definitely had both. So, if you want to grow as a person, you can help me out by helping support this show. Yes, I'm doing my ad read at the end. Fight me. Um... You can support True Stories of a Triart on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash truestoriespod. And there are a bunch of different reward tiers on there, um, starting at the $1 tier, which is moral support. You get my respect, and I'm very grateful for your donation, even if it is only a dollar. Uh, at the $5 tier, you get access to the Discord, where you can chat up with me and other people, other tryhards in the community. $10 tier, you get end-of-episode shoutouts and unedited episodes one day ahead of time. And at the $20 tier, you get bonus content, which I'm finishing up right now. And hopefully that will be released soon. So, in any way that you could support the show, I would be very, very appreciative. All that to say, thank you all once again for listening to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome. The O's are zeros and the E's are threes. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at True Stories Pod. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin signing off.